was reading an article in Speaker Magazine. If you are not already um, part of NSA, National Speakers Association, and you are a presenter and you're a trainer, I highly recommend that you take a look at it. And every single month, Speaker Magazine comes out. And one of the articles, now this was probably from a year ago because I'm always a year behind on magazines, but the idea was that... Um, a company did some research and what they found was, hey, we're going to test out a 40 work week. We're still going to pay everybody the same, but we are going to give them the fifth day off because we want to see what work-life balance would do for, um, for, for people in general. And what they found was, of course, a, a huge percentage of people had you know, much better, much happier engagement at work. They had well-being, both work-life balance was um, happening far more often. And it was statistically significant, the differences before and after. Of course, they assessed them before and had all this data and then assessed them after. And against the data, they found that, number one, productivity was not down. They were actually more productive in those four days. Uh, you, You think about a work day of your own and and how often are you on eBay or, or checking um, a text message, things like that? If you take out all of those hours during the week or minutes, it adds up to a lot of hours. And so what they found is in those four days, people were being more productive with their time because they needed to get everything done so that they could have that Friday off and enjoy that three-day weekend. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and I want to just give you a couple of easy practices to build a winning team, a team that is engaged, that wants to take part and just has that high energy. You may not be able to give them a four-day work week, but what could we do to keep that same idea in mind? Number one, I would let each person shine. When I am developing my team, I have a team of nine consultants. And as I manage that team and the success of that team, um, what I find is that I need to share the success with them. It isn't focused on me and me alone, but it is a team effort. And just by doing that little thing, and for instance, when I have a client that shares with us via email like, hey, Doug came on site and he was amazing and here are the five things that we loved and here's how we've already changed and how it's made a difference. I report that back to everyone saying, hey, congratulations, wonderful job. You guys are amazing, but this is just a reinforcement of how amazing you are. Uh, It is important to obviously guide discipline when it's necessary, but we want to make sure that we um, let them enjoy that journey, and and give them a chance to shine. What about meeting each team member where they are instead of having them meet you where you are? So we're focused on that unique person, their unique strengths. Um, you probably have heard of Strengths Finders. If you haven't, Strength Finders 2.0 is a book, and you can take a, um, at the back of the book a little survey, right, a little quiz assessment, and it will tell you what your top five strengths are. My top five are achiever, communication, activator, woo, relator. So I have all of the three people ones in my top five. Basically, that means that I should be in a job that interacts with people, because I can win them over. I know how to relate with them. I can communicate in such a way that they can understand. Well, guess what? Training is a perfect career for me. Sales would also be a great career. You want to find out what their strengths are 
And then why not play to those? Why not take the versatility of your entire team and see where everyone is and bend and or, you know, like a tree bends in the wind. We want to be flexible to help them live in that world as often as possible. One of my not strengths, whatever you want to call it, unstrengths, is detailedness. And I know that it's not one of my strengths. Guess what? I'm going to partner designing curriculum with one of my consultants that has that strength, that is going to keep me focused, that's going to help me. And the third and final thing that I want to just um, share about today is uh, letting people on your team be spontaneous. All of a sudden, an individual team member has this great idea like, hey, why don't we start doing this little podcast each week? Let's see how that works. Oh, we have teams that are not located where we are at headquarters. What if we designed a five-minute meeting, but instead of it being um, face-to-face on the floor, what if it was done via micro-learning? Anything like that. Um, but they have these great ideas. What if you kept that creativity going and allowed them to you know, take control a little bit of what's natural for them and what they're naturally thinking of and their gut instinct of what what might work instead of us as that manager saying, no, it needs to be done this way because it's always been done this way. Especially if we have some newer, fresh um, eyes that are a little bit younger than ourselves and consider looking at their instincts and really honoring that. Those are just a couple of things that can build a winning team. There are a whole lot more, right? Um, Maybe not being a micromanager, right? Or um, helping them to see what they don't know. You know, we, we know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. And so maybe it's helping them find those blind spots. Absolutely. There are a lot of other things, but I feel like helping them shine um, and allowing them to be where they are and meet where they are and being spontaneous with what they can do can really make a huge difference in that team engagement. I'm Becky Pike Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. And this creative training tip can make you have a winning team.